we live in times where backgrounds, beliefs, politics can be divisive, where news can confuse and make communities feel indecisive. But DC, like soccer, is a space where we're all united to get excited, where collaboration is demanded and invited. A city that makes passes and moves and makes space for the ball. A city that will stand tall and protest a bad call. A city of three days, hustle, early mornings and late practices. A city of movers and shakers, debaters, floppers and actresses. A city of teamwork makes the dream work from traffic to footwork. A city of network and network from Anacostia to Petworth. A city of cultures merged together with one goal to win. A city where a loss feels like a cheap shot to the shin. A city that is the nation's capital, but is international. A city of the level-headed, rational, erratical, from corner kicks to slide tackle where movements are magical. A city of history, mistakes, growth, and pain. A city of misery, laughs, joy, and gain. A city of mystery and layers. A city of coaches and players. A city that's a glaring reflection of me. A city that's a glaring reflection of we. Ten years ago, I didn't know where I would be, but right now, I'm in a city that embraces diversity because we live in times where backgrounds, beliefs, and politics can be divisive. But D.C., like soccer, is a space where we all can feel united. And let's go, D.C. United. Thank y'all. For Stephen Birnbaum. Stephen, you're going to build that field Well, first and foremost, we want to thank our ownership group, Audi, and the district for bringing such a great stadium to D.C. Uh, we can't thank you enough for everything you've done. D.C. is my first and only professional club. I was drafted here out of college five years ago. I fell in love with the city um, from the beginning. I've lived here now in the city uh, for three years, and we've fallen in love with it. And having a stadium in our backyard is going to hold a special place in my heart for a long time. Putting Audi Field in the middle of D.C. has shown the growth of Major League Soccer in our country, but it's going to hold a special place for our community in soccer and get our kids to grow up playing soccer and have it be on the forefront um, of the major sports community here in the district. We've been on the road for a long time. It's been four months. Um, we have a lot to work on. Uh, we're coming here Saturday. We can't wait to play. Uh, we're ready to play in front of our fans, and we're happy to be back in front of you guys. You guys mean the world to us. We come out here to play for you guys and the club and the organization, and we can't wait to be here. So thank you, everyone, for coming out today, and we can't wait to see you on Saturday. Let's welcome Wayne Rooney to our town. First of all, I just want to say huge thank you to, to the fans on the first day when I arrived in the airport. Uh, the reception you gave me was, was something which I'll never forget, so I want to say thank you for that. And secondly, to all uh, the owners of the football club for creating this beautiful stadium. Um, when I spoke to them about coming here to play, I could, I could tell the excitement which he had with the stadium um, and also the new training ground which will be here next year so it really made a, played a big part in me coming here but I want to come here to win, to help this team go forward, to win titles and it's my job to try and do that and hopefully in the next few years we can climb up the table, bring titles and create some history in this wonderful stadium.
once again, I just want to say thanks for the support I've had since I've been here. It's been great. And I'll see you all on Saturday and hopefully three points. Thanks again. marked on our calendar for a long time. It's been a long road stretch. We're ready to get back here. I mean, biggest thing right now is getting a win on Saturday. That's what's been on our mind for a long time. We're focused on that game. Getting a win, making some noise around the stadium, getting people out here supporting us. I know it's going to be a wild atmosphere and we just can't wait for it to happen. I thought it was a great ceremony. Um, you know, I'm not so concerned with the ceremony as much as I am the, you know, the, the weekend. And, um, First and foremost, the excitement of opening the new building for our fans and uh, this community and, and uh, this area of the city, but also to just get home and, and start playing games and, and getting these guys in front of their fans and hopefully starting to rack up some wins and, and uh, make a real run at, at uh, getting into the postseason. I think it's relief. I think it's comfort in knowing that we are coming home and uh, that we're going to have great support here for our first game against Vancouver. And then there's a lot of games coming up here at the back end where we've got a lot of business to take care of. And I think we've got a really good shot to get a good run together and, you know, take some of the good results we've had on the road mixed with some struggles. But if we end the season well, then I think we'll be in good shape. Good evening, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. We're so happy to be back in studio. we got Octavia Wyatt. Cardell Dudley, Wilson Sarpay Jr. This is the Focus TV. Oh man, as you guys saw from uh, the video to start off tonight's show, a lot of excitement here in this city. Audi Field is finally, you know, about to come into. Uh, it's it's actually real now. <laughs> so yesterday, which was Monday, was the ribbon cutting ceremony. Got some other activities going on this week before you know the doors officially open. Um, it was cool to be there yesterday. They kind of had like a little block party type thing. Um, obviously, some dignitaries spoke. Uh, it was cool to have the commissioner MLS out there. Uh, then we got a chance to go in. We didn't get to see the whole stadium yesterday, but just like a quick little section. Um, it was cool. Uh, it looks beautiful in there. Uh, I'm sorry for all that follows on social media. My phone definitely didn't do it enough justice uh, yesterday, but uh, kudos to DC United with some B-roll they provided us with because uh, it just looks amazing um, for fans that are going to be attending games this year. It's kind of built upwards. So, it's, it's going to be kind of steep for you guys. Be careful. Uh, but there's not really a bad seat in the house. The sidelines, it, it looks like it's going to be crazy. Um, looking forward to it. And then for the players, you know, if you guys have been following along all year, they've had two home away from home games over the first half of the season. They have 20 more games left in this season. 15 of the 20 are now at home at Audi. And it's important. Uh, they're in a position right now where they need to go on a run to secure a postseason berth. Uh, that starts with getting three points this week, this weekend, uh, when they host Vancouver on Saturday. I can't wait to get in there. Like It was cool to be in there yesterday, but I really can't wait in there. Just to get in there, you know, just for a game, hear the fans going nuts. Um, just that view from, like that little corner view from the field, it was just cool. I really enjoyed myself yesterday. So I'm sure all of you that have bought your tickets, you're going to enjoy yourselves come Saturday. Obviously, with a, a result that is in your favor, three points would be lovely for DC United. So on tonight's show, we've got quite a bit to talk about. we got a, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. we got Ojo calling in. 
at 8.15. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, just the Piss League playoffs. We're going to talk about the basketball tournament. Just talk to him overall, what he's been up to since the last time he uh, caught, since he was here in studio. This week he's not here physically. He's going to be here with us via the phone. We also got Robert Pettis coming in to talk about the Piss League. I told you guys last week the regular season concluded. Playoffs, well, two weeks ago the regular season's concluded. Uh, playoffs started this past Sunday. Uh, Cardell was in the building. Some exciting games. We had a really great game winner that he got footage of. Um, look forward to talking about that. We told you guys last week we're going to talk about not only our missing segment, but we're going to take some time to talk about these WNBA rookies. This is the week to do that. We got Summer League to talk about as well. So, Octavia, uh, Cardell, we're gonna, you got some time to think about Summer League standouts for the end of the show. And obviously, which WNBA rookies have really uh, taken off as well. Gotcha. You know, we, we got some time to let your mind just uh, brew on that a little bit. But, Cardell, uh, that game winner that Travis Berry hit, mm-hmm. just walk us through that real quick. It, it looked crazy to watch, but, you know, you were actually there. I mean, I was just a simple play. He came off with a curl. You know, um, you know, Sam's ballers was the team they was playing against. They got the defenders got held up. Um, one got picked, and the other one didn't react the time to follow the shooter. And you know, he had a fadeaway three in the corner, buzzer, knocked out the playoffs. So, you know, it basically, you know, it. It was basically kind of like the finish because it was going back and forth the last two minutes of that game. Mm-hmm. It could have went either way. You know, um, I actually, Sam Ballers had the chance to go up double digits. Um, but, well, not double digits, but go up by two. Right. But they missed both free throws at the end. So, you know, hey, you That's know, tough. so they inbounded. You know, they called a quick timeout. I mean, I, um, Sam Ballers got fouled, went to the free throw line with, like, I think it was a little over a second left. So, um, you know, the team inbounded, got the ball, and they called a quick timeout and set up their play. And um, you know, Travis Barely had a hell of a shot. Man, you would think uh, that was one of the – if there was a guy to make sure he didn't touch the ball on that team in that moment, Travis would be one of those guys. A couple times I saw V.A. Pryor play this year. Uh, he has a clip. He has no problem getting that thing out of his hand uh, from range. Tuned. You got to yeah. communicate defensively, man. You know. You don't see a lot of that on some league. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we definitely then, don't. And then when they cost you a game, then you like, and then you start wondering, why didn't you communicate? Yeah. Like, we ain't do it all summer. Now, <laughs> now you, know, you want to yeah, so. It's kind of uh, hard to have that on demand. All right, so just with the summer league and whole, uh, one thing I want to you know, say before we even get to you know later in the show when we talk about it, I need y'all to do me a favor and stop trying to break down NBA summer league on some philosophical level. Can we just chill? Um, it is exactly what it just is. It's summer league. It's you know take what you can from it. That may translate. And some of the negative things, some of them are all, all negatives. You know, as Cardell we were talking earlier, you know you, you got different dynamics with summer league teams. These aren't your regular rotation guys where you know they're guys that know their roster spot is kind of secure or even roles. You know these these are auditions for some people. You know some bigs on teams don't touch the ball <laughs> for what seems like. Halves. <laughs> Shout out Mo Mama just hanging there, baby. <laughs> Regular season be here soon enough. My man got four shots, man. Dude, it was crazy to me because I'm sitting there watching this big seven-foot gazelle race down the floor. Gazelle, yes. <laughs> I, look, Octavia, it, it was just – it was weird because, okay, so they get the rebound, right? Mm-hmm. They're running. If you got a big beating you down the floor, why you still got the ball in your hand, guards? Well, you know why in summer league. 
And then, like, even, you know, Aiden had a good game last night, but uh, his first go-round, it seemed like Phoenix took a minute to figure out how to, you know, hey, he's a big guy, get him the ball. You know, it's just a lot of stuff going on, man. Um, and even with some of the percentages, people are going crazy, like, oh, my gosh, Trey Young's a bust. Relax. Take, take a deep breath real quick. The other thing is why you're going crazy here, Trey Young hate, he's one of the few guys being game-planned for in summer league. Look, so, man. Like, like, just, I, I just re- need y'all to chill. Look, man. Man. I remember when LeBron was in the league. He was getting dunked on by 6'10 dudes, um, body to body. I remember when D-Wade ate him up. He turned out pretty hard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I remember uh, Andrew Wiggins. He averaged like eight points during the summer league. He won rookie of the year. Every year since then, pretty much averaging 20-plus. It'd be all right, man. Like, you understand, you they basically just throwing a bunch of guys together. They fill yes. up prospects. And just throwing plays at them and sets and just rolling the balls out. They just want them to get a quick feel, mm-hmm. so they won't be. They kind of got a, already a little. They're ahead of the game a little bit when training camp come. That's all it is. And also see if there's other guys out there that pick it up quick. They be like, all right, he, he's a player. All right. So let's bring him in and stuff like that. That's all it's really about, man. So um, remember last year the Lakers was destroying everybody, looking like the Warriors or something. Yeah. How that pan out in the regular season? Thirty-five wins. You know, you remember on that Lonzo train and all that. <laughs> And, you know, Lonzo Ball going to be rookie and ended up being Kuzma was the best rookie on the team. Definitely. So, I mean, just we'll see when the real show begins. And, that, and you know, right now just, just get reps and just get familiar with the coaching staff because normally assistants being head coaches and stuff, get familiar with the system and, you know, get ready to work when training camp comes. Yeah, I think a lot of people just they fiending for something to watch and to be right. into and, and everything, and they're just diving a little bit too too far off the edge. You know, not just taking it as it is as summer league. Yeah, and, and if you're looking for something, some basketball some su- substance, some high quality basketball to watch, watch the WNBA, man. We'll take a quick break when we get back. Uh, we got our guest calling in. We'll talk to OJ on the other side of this break. You're watching the Focus TV. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Focus TV. We are joined right now by our first guest of tonight. We have Ojo on the phone. It's been quite a long time uh, since we've had you here on the Focus with us, sir. Yeah, it's been a minute, man, but it feels good to be back. Um, Just, you know, been busy, but I'm glad I'm back in here talking to you guys. Hope all is well. Uh, It is, man. Thank you uh, for making time for us. That being said, Cardell, the floor is yours, sir. Man, what's going on, Ojo? What's up, man? How you doing, man? Doing good, man. You know what it is, though, you know, this weekend it starts, you know, the basketball tournament. Um, you know, what motivated you to even, you know, get involved with this? With the uh, TBT? Yeah. Man, I, we've been meaning to get into it for the last, I think, three years. Um, I think Overseas Elite won it three times, right? So I tried to get um, our Lincoln Park mob in there, but, um, you know, just because everybody's schedule is busy and everybody got other stuff going on with the family. So, um you won't even believe it. Last year, um, SpongeBob actually, uh, uh, Andrew Washington, SpongeBob, he actually uh, called me around February of last year, and he's like, you know, Joe, we looking for a guard, you know, defensive-minded, unselfish, and I said, say no more. You know, I'll be more than, you know, thankful to be part of this team. Hey, that's a good call to make, man. He knew what he was doing. Um, for people that may not know, explain to them what the, you know, the TBT is all about. Um, well, the most important thing is, um, is the exposure. Um, it's a lot of pros. Um, it's basically a, a $2 million basketball tournament, uh, single elimination, winner takes all. 
Um, it got different teams from uh, the Northeast region, South region, Midwest, and uh, out West. So um, we're in the Northeast region, I believe. So our first game is in Brooklyn, New York on the 21st. Um, we actually play two games. If we win on the 21st, we play the 22nd. We win that. Then the following weekend, we go to Atlanta, Georgia. And if we win those two, then we come all the way down to uh, back home in Baltimore um, for the two million. Hey man, that's uh, so Yahoo. You know, the name of your team is on point. Um, you got a lot of local talent. You know, like Corey Allman. You know, most people may know him as the DC sniper. Um, Shrey mm-hmm. Kelly. You know, one of the best guards. You know, that coming through here. You know, in, in kind of in our era, so to speak. Uh, y'all also got the big man, Torrin Francis. Y'all got Dante Nicholas, who just got through playing with Sam Bowlers in the Pitts League, uh, Reginald Sims, and you just mentioned, you know, SpongeBob, Andrew Washington. Uh, what are the keys for y'all to make a championship run? Honestly, unselfishness. Um, we all got different type of intangibles, a skill set, you know, that we bring to the table. But, I mean, you can have the most talented team in the nation, but if you can't play together, you know, it's going to be a problem. So, but I'm really excited about this team. I really feel like, you know, everybody got the same goal, which is to win. And if you have to make a sacrifice, whether it's less shooting or just playing defense, rebounding, I feel like everybody will, you know, will do that on this team. And, you know, we're all hungry. And that's important right there. I mean, there's a lot of guys that play overseas and, you know, they'd be like, you know, I, you know, I made enough money, so they're not as hungry. But we got a lot of guys here that's, that's coming home from overseas, but they're still hungry. So that's the key right there. Okay. And um, I'm going to go back to when you were talking about your first game. It was July 21st um, at 3.15 on ESPN3, right, for people that can't make it, right? Yeah, yep. it's on uh, ESPN3. Um, I think you can watch it online, um, you know, and if you uh, get normal local cable network, I mean, I'm sure it's on there. So um, just pretty excited, man. I, I'm, You know, I've been training – Two days the past two three months, so um you know I'm ready I'm ready to roll. All right, y'all first matchup is against Armored Athlete. Yeah, 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 yeah. Armored Athlete. Um, you know I've been doing you know my little scouting report. They got a uh, Marcus Thornton. He's a local guy. Um, they yeah, got yeah. another guard. I I forgot his name. I can't think of it right now. But he's he's very athletic, um, fast type of guard. I think I'll probably be matching up against him. Um, he's a really – I think he changes the pace on their team type of uh, just get it and go. Um, and they got a couple other pros as well. But I feel like we match up well. We can do so much different things. We can go small if we wanted to, have sponge at the four or the five, and we can just do like a one-four type, you know, type set. Okay. Um, so we're going to transition to the Pitts playoffs that's coming up. Uh, your team, Core, you know, y'all locked up the second scene. See, y'all had a bye this weekend. Um, right. Y'all know y'all, y'all y'all been in the championship the last two years. Y'all split with Jay and Osmo. Um What do you guys on Core need to do, you know, reclaim that championship? Um, Have a full roster. <laughs> that, that's, that's most importantly right there. Uh, the all year um, – Everybody's been, you know, like everybody's got different stuff going on. Um, I don't think Bruce Matthew will be back for for uh, our first game this Saturday. But if we win, um, I think we play um, Young Kings with uh, Devin Sweetney and um, Chris Howard and the crew. So we got a tough matchup. Um, if we, you know, we win that, Bruce will be back, and then we'll have our full mob. And I think Vegas wants to see uh, Jr.'s mob and uh, Core again. So. <laughs> We're gonna try our best to do our part. All right. Um, 
you know, playing the season on the Pistons League, which team surprised you with how talented they are? You know, where you was coming in, you didn't quite, you, you didn't expect that. There's a few. Um, Virginia Pride, they got a couple talented people. Uh, Travis Berry, um, team called Black Power, they always tough uh, with uh, with uh, Low uh, D'Angelo. Right. Um, other than that, oh, I was also surprised though that uh, Sam's Ballers lost. I thought that they were going to be in at least you know Final Four or give a. Uh, JR's mom will run for their money, but, you know, I, I, I saw the video that uh, somebody hit a game winner, and that was a tough loss. But That was Travis. Um, yeah, yep. So, we, you know, we, we try not to worry about other teams. We just try to do what we do, and if we play core basketball, which is run, play defense, you know, and then, you know, feed down to Pierre Shaq inside out, then, you know, we'll, I feel like we got a good chance of winning it all. Uh, um, name a player this season that caught your eye that you you know may, most people may not even know that well. Hmm. Um, does it matter if they're still in in the playoffs or not? No, it don't matter. Okay. Uh, do name uh, House. You know who Jimmy House is? He's a big man. Nah. He plays for Fifth uh, Street Bangers and like other other leagues, like in the Watts and in the Goodman. It's a big man that people don't know about. I feel like he should get more respect. I told him, man, if it's, you know, whenever he's done playing on that team or if anything happens, he can come over to Team Lincoln Park or Core because he, he, he fits us. Like, he's a run, he's like a Pierre, a young Pierre. He runs the floor well, never complains, hardest on defense, takes charges if we need it, and, um, you know, he's a rebounding machine and he plays defense. So I like him. Y'all here recruiting already? <laughs> I mean, we getting old, man. We getting old. Speaking of recruiting, man, y'all like the Warriors, man. Speaking of all that, you know, how you feel about these free agent moves? Uh, you know, I'm not trying to be biased because you, you, I don't know if you saw. Like, I wasn't one of the people that posted stuff when LeBron went to LA. But let me tell you something. <laughs> you know this, Cardo. I've been a diehard Laker fan, diehard Laker fan since Magic Johnson, and and then when after he retired, that '90s crew with Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones, and that crew, um, and then Kobe. But um. I'm actually pretty happy that LeBron. It's weird though because it's still Kobe Town, but uh, you know I'm a Laker fan. You sure I'm about happy that? that. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> what would you say? You sure that it's still Kobe Town? Uh, man, <laughs> did you see what um, somebody did to LeBron's little uh, little painting? Yeah, somebody analyzed yeah. it. So yeah, it's still Kobe Town. <laughs> <laughs> In my eyes, it's still Kobe Town. I mean, I'm happy um, LeBron's there, but one thing that I didn't like is. They're already trying to stamp LeBron being the greatest Laker of all time. He hasn't even played <laughs> a minute. Come on now. That's crazy. Come on, man. As a Lakers fan, you can't be shocked yeah, by Lakers this. fan. I mean, I'm, I'm always home team. I like I like the skins. I like the uh, Wizards. But for some reason, growing up, 49er fan and, and a Lakers fan. I think Cardell's a Broncos fan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I could co-sign with one of the teams that you named, but outside of that, like, that's about it. <laughs> I'm here with you on the Niners. After that, uh, I got to tap out on all the other names that you listed. But all right, so just, just being an NBA fan, uh, what do you think? Because I think it's hilarious. Cardell and I have talked about this. You know, we share a lot of fun stuff on social media, uh, on some of the back channels, because everything for y'all, man, we kind of petty people um, <laughs> in our free time. Uh, what do you think about the whole, go to, oh, my gosh, Golden State ruling the league type thing, man? Uh... I got 
Uh, a couple teams. You talking about like this little stack dream team that they have right now? <laughs> okay. So I feel like you uh, already answered my question with that little bit right there. But go on, son. Um, like I, I love, I love KD. He's hometown. You know what I mean? But we come from an era, and I'm speaking we with. I'm sure you, you, you the same, Cardell. Yeah, yeah I'm a little. Uh, we yeah, from that era man. where I gotta, I gotta beat you first. Like I, I can't. Yeah. Hop on a team that's already won seventy something, you know, games, and they won a championship already. And and OKC was up three one. Yeah, they be right. They be home. Yeah. So, but on the other hand, you gotta, as a basketball player, as a hooper, sometimes it gets it gets draining playing with somebody that you can tell that you can't play with. You know what I mean? And it just looked like. Russell and Katie just didn't see eye to eye, and I wish they did. You know what I mean? Because I feel like they could have won at least one championship in the last two to four years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I, I'm not with that uh, that dream team thing. But I guess this is just the new era, and this is just how the NBA is. So I'm still a fan of the of the game itself. But sometimes I be feeling like some some things are rigged. But I hope that's not the case. Okay, so what if I told you off my ESPN 30 for 30? What if I told you that this supposed super team that everybody's oh so opinionated about drafted three of their core players, developed them meticulously, quietly, while nobody cared? What if I also told you that they did the thing most fans want people to do, which is stay the course, not panic, see them through, let the the kiddies grow, go to free agency, create a culture that other people would want to participate in, go to free agency, like everybody else, every other team in the league wanted a certain uh, 6'11", quote, 7-foot small forward that everybody wanted his, his services. Manage the land, said person, because of their outstanding culture and the unselfish way that they play. Right. And so how is that, in fact, similar to these super teams that people have an issue with where one person, we're not naming names, landed in a certain place, like literally two minutes ago, 15 transactions have happened. And why didn't GM LeBron sign DeMarcus Cousins? Why, why did he sign who? DeMarcus Cousins. He had no offers. That's our new GM. Uh, you know what? I don't know, Carter. This could be uh, – I, I could have been reading it wrong, but I heard that DeMarcus Cousins got the same offer as the Warriors did, but he didn't want to play. Like, Lakers offered him that, but he didn't want to play in L.A. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm not really right. Did you hear that? I, I heard right. that, like, DeMarcus – I read something – um, but you know nowadays you can't believe everything. These but facts. I heard that Demarcus Cousins said that he um, he got an offer, but he just didn't want to play in uh, L.A. Man, he, from what I heard from his mouth, I ain't getting nothing. And he had to make the call to make that happen. So your yeah, GM slipping. Your GM slipping. Like you had to eat a lot of crow to make that call yeah. over to a place right. that you have publicly said you hate almost everything about <laughs> you know, to make that call. But, hey, Pettis is in the building. You know, so uh, commissioner of the Pistol League. We just talking about the playoffs <laughs> and a basketball tournament with Ojo. What's, so, uh, what's going on, Ojo? What's the word? Oh, he, he's here. Same he, old, same old. Uh, so, anything you want to add about the playoffs? You know, we already had, uh, I guess, the round one. Yeah, technically round, last, yeah. last round, week. You know, the play, the playing games. You know, playing. Uh, you know, games. yeah, playing games. Okay, that's, that, that's basically. What, what did you think it. of the playing games last week? Then? I mean, all the games were competitive. Um, right. The first game was a buzzer beater. You know, Sam's baller, you know, they came their whole team and, shoot, had, you know, one of the new teams come in and just take them out. You know, Virginia Pride took took them out, you know. I mean, right now, shoot, he has Travis Berry, shoot, the scoring leader. 
I mean, and it's locked. He's, he's, he has it. So I mean, like I said, everybody. Like I said I knew the ball was going to him, <laughs> and every the whole everybody knew the ball was going to him, and they still ain't you know throw two at him. I make somebody else beat me going overtime. Um, the Young Kings versus. Um, yeah, um, uh, not entertainment. Yeah, not yeah, 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 entertainment. Not entertainment. Yeah, that, you know, it, it, you know, it was it was a dog fight in the beginning, but then you know, De- went Devin went off because he's you know, yeah, forty one points. Yeah, Devin yeah. went off for forty one points. You know, may have been more than that, but you know how you know how it happens sometimes. You know, I'll take you famous for you know messing up stats. So you are you know, lying you know, and a half. You know, you know, you know, so you know, oh, so, so, so who so who knows? So who knows? Who knows how much he really had? But no, like he he went off because you know one game you know he just, the stats were messed up and he was supposed to have like thirty and he had twenty, so you know, mm. he, he on a tear right now. Okay. So he said you know he said you know he gonna, he gonna take him out. Uh, the game after that was um, who? Um, baseline. Hey, Bob, you, you said you said uh, Devin's on a tear right now. Yeah, Devin's on a tear right now. Yeah. I, and y'all got the next round, I believe. So I guess yeah. I guess I gotta guard Devin. Then. Yeah, he on the mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So, he was so clearly trying yeah, to get yeah, forty. He was, he de- he's trying to get fifty. Yeah. He kind he kind of cooled off in the third in, in the fourth quarter, and you know, and, and waited. But uh, yeah, no, he, he went he went for a tear. He had fit twenty five. Nah, Devin's Devin my guy. He's very talented, man. But yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, twenty five in the first half. So he, he, he said, was, he, he said, ready. who are we play next? Getting the same. Yeah. Same, same next game was. Ojo ready for it. Ojo, but did you hear Ojo though? Yeah. That's my guy. But uh, like, but, uh, uh, <laughs> oh no, no, they, they, no, they've been going on him all day. Like, he, like, he ain't seen a shot. He ain't never like. He said, nope, sure haven't. So, like, like, he already know. Uh, we have black black power versus bottom of the five. Uh, you know, uh, Angelo went. Went, went went for a tear himself. Michael Till. Yeah, Michael Till. Yeah, they they went for a tear. Um, you know, bottom five, a new team. You know, wasn't I mean, just wasn't competitive enough. You know, black you know black power. You know, formerly were you know champions. I mean, not champions, but you know runners up a while ago. So you know they, they they're trying to get back into it. And last game baseline, which remind me of the Golden State Warriors, the way they shoot. Shoot, they hit twenty six threes in one game. You know, this year, so uh, and they beat Waldorf, the Waldorf team, no losses. Rich Grills, you know, who who upset everybody in the first round. They play terrible all season and find a way to get to <laughs> semifinal championship. <laughs> but you know, you know, they, they fell short this year. Um, you know, against Richard, you know, against a baseline who who shot who shot tremendous with uh, you know uh, Troy Troy Dockett, who's another key shooter. You know, he was he was mm-hmm. at one point he was lead scorer. You know, at one point him and Travis Berry were going back and forth. So. I mean, it's a lot of good teams this year, um, you know, besides, you know, the two top teams, you know, Core and Jay and Arzmob, who always, you know, who've been there for the last four years, three, four years, you know, basically the Cavs and the, you know, Warriors. That's basically what the comparison is. Okay, so i got to ask, since we've been asking, you know, and NBA people have been asking, was anybody going to disrupt that matchup? You know, it felt like the Cavs inevitably were going to meet. So anybody – Messing this up again, or we seeing Core and JNR Ma part eighteen? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> you know, Bruce, Bruce is back. You know, Bruce is back. You know, if you know Manny may be there. You know, it's like some, they they'll have their whole team. Uh, Bruce Matt be back on the sixteenth. Well, well, I, well, I guess. Thanks, right. Ojo's, well, Ojo got to hold it down. So Sweetie had sixty. Ojo got Ojo got to hold him from sixty. But now, um, but yeah, now, I, I mean. From from what I'm seeing, uh, you know, just by their veteran leadership from both teams, you know, with J Dub is one of the best scores. You know, he had fifty in two other leagues this weekend. Um, 
outdoor and indoor. So, like I said, with you know, on their side, if nobody can stop Jada, you always have Mo Creek, who's you know, who, who's yeah, Mo Creek, yeah, he, you know, who can score forty. They, they can score forty in time period. They have Boo, you know. It's so like so on both sides. It's just you know, it's just. Yeah, they're, they're they're planning to meet each other, but you know, all other teams saying no <laughs> on, on, on Instagram and you know, and at the games. But you know, I mean, I, you got to prove it. Like I say, right. bring your bring your A game, not your name. I don't keep hearing y'all talking because no one's dethroned neither one of them to besides each other. Right. So yeah. these are facts, <laughs> nothing but facts. Ojo, uh, we want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. Truly appreciate it. Want to wish you, well, both of your teams. Want to wish you guys luck in the basketball tournament. Um, hopefully, you know, you guys end up back here in Baltimore. Not 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 by choice, but because you guys earned the right to be there. Uh, also, uh, in the Piss Me playoffs, you know, I guess uh, we're rooting for Cavs Warriors Part 19. Yep. <laughs> the Piss hey, um, can, I, can I add one thing about yes, the TBT? Yes, you can. Um, I forgot to mention to Cardell, there's, there's a rule that, um, that that's kind of weird to me, but I think um, they're trying to, like, pick up the pace in the TBT. So, um, so with like four minutes left in the game, or if there's a stoppage, four minutes on the you know three fifty nine or whatever, they were up seventy to sixty three. Right. The first one to seventy seven wins. So the the team with sixty three points, they can make a run. They stop the clock; it doesn't matter. They make a run and get to seventy seven before us. They win. Oh, the five, four, three, two, one rule. That's wow. That's that's, that's tough. Oh, it's kind of weird because because I guess they're saying that a lot of teams have been blowing out teams and then they've been holding the ball, right. so they okay. don't want people to hold the ball. So in a way, I guess it's kind of kind of cool or kind of good. But then in a way, it's like you know what I mean. So you have to have that mental aspect of the game too now. So right. I mean, yeah, you guys got to that. But it, it, that's strange, kind of different to me. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll just. Look, yeah. next year I need y'all to go to the West. From what I see, the West is so weak. And I said it on the show. I apologize. But y'all can spend two or three days in the West and win it. Like, it's just too many teams on the East and the South. Like, yeah. so we've had, we've had so, we have, so we've had so many teams, you know, we had one year boo, Josh Shelby, and go down to the South, and they got destroyed. Mm-hmm. But you got teams, you got teams on the West that are just walking through. You know, they're just walking through. Like I said, I would, I would love for us to go over there, take a team over there for three days and just play. Like, it's different right. basketball. Like, we're playing against each other. We play forever. Yeah. Like, you know, right. the, the the East, they had a big East four. They had a big East four. The big East played each other the first four games. Why, why do mm. they play each other? Yeah. Why, does, right. why, why, why do you have them playing each other? Georgetown and Seton Hall. Right. Who wants to see that? Right. You know, I mean, I, I know it brings money out of his money, but shoot, y'all trying to win, man. Take go Georgetown, go over, go over to the West Coast. You know, one of y'all boosters can help y'all go over there. Shoot, <laughs> go over there and and, and and win, and you know, and be, uh-huh. and be competitive. But don't try to play everybody you already seen before. Yeah, that I looked at that too. Like, cause you know, this is new to me, but I, I'm for whoever we play. But I agree with you. If you can get it easier, but like I don't, you know. Wilson. Quiet as kept. Uh, overseas elites in the South bracket. Yeah, I saw that. They not in the South though. <laughs> they from the Midwest. Right. Their their first three years they played in the Midwest bracket. So why are they in the South bracket now? 
they moved. They trying to get back. <laughs> they, that's a cakewalk. It's obvious. Like it's strategic. Like come on. Like they know everybody in the Midwest is coming for their neck. So now let me go ahead and get down to. Let me go let down. Beat each other yeah. Beat let me go ahead down. Let me go ahead down here and go ahead and, and, and win this easy bracket. And you know, like the only pre- they got is v, what, VCU. That's it. I seen VCU mm-hmm. in that bracket and somebody else, but they're not playing nobody. In, right. You know, in the West, you know, in the um, in the South. And your bees over. Yeah, I, I, I kind of look at it as, as, as this: six games, one game at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, six games is really not that much, but I mean, the talent level is crazy. But two in two in New York, two in Atlanta, two in Baltimore. Yeah. This is so true. Again, we wish you the best of luck on you guys uh, running the tournament and in the Pitts League playoffs. Thank you so much for calling in, Ojo. Um, we're about to take a quick break, and on the way back in, we're going to check this week's version. Uh, see what we got from Jamal Hayward over at 9450. This week's move, he's going to break down a pro hop. You know, again, fundamentals, he's going to break down a pro hop. You're watching the Focus TV. We'll see you guys on the other side of the break. Ojo, have a good one, man. You too. See you guys. All right. All right. Yeah. Welcome back to the focus again. Uh, thank you so much, Jamal Hayward, at 9450. We appreciate uh, the breakdown each and every week again. This was just a breakdown of a pro hop. So, as we promised you guys, uh, we're going to take some time during our missing segment this week to talk about this very, very, very special rookie class in uh, WNBA this year. But first, the Mystics just got back from a road trip. They went one and one, and that brings their record to 12 and seven, I believe, right now. Uh, tomorrow morning, they'll be taking on the Atlanta Dream, who just made a trade uh, for former Sun guard Alex Bentley, yep. um, and they sent Asia Clarendon to Connecticut. Um, you know, there was some talk, reports of an altercation, alleged altercation between Bentley and Courtney Williams, and then the trade happened, literally within 24 hours afterwards. So that's who the Mystics take on tomorrow. Uh, they, it was a very entertaining game between them and Seattle, um, a team they may seem see later on. Uh, just what did you think about, you know, the quick little road trip they had? I mean, it was good. I love the fact that they won um, in L.A. You know, yeah. they held on. That was kind of been their Achilles heel when they were on the road. Um, it was kind of keeping them from being up there, you know, with the Mercury and Seattle and Sparks. And you still got to pay attention to the Lynx, even though they started off rough, you know, being the contenders. Mm-hmm. It's that they didn't close out games against the, the contenders, the teams you definitely going to see down the line. But they did um, on the road, you know, they got to ball his 301, you know, which was a big time win on the night before. Um, but I was looking more towards the, the Seattle game. I want to see how they did back to back games against contenders because that's how it's going to be in the playoffs. And for the most part, they played well. But, you know, the same old issues came back to haunt them as far as like the second half, either in the third or fourth quarter. I don't know what it is. Their defense just fall apart and they allow, you know, the other team to go on a huge run. And um, they basically lost the game in the third quarter. You know, Washington allowed 31 points, you know, and uh, they couldn't get out of that. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like that's when they lose. But when their defense holds, you know, tight, you know, they hold steady and everything, they do well. And also the storm bench out school of Washington is 22-7 to 7 in the game. So, you know, on the road, you need your bench to step up yeah. more because they're focusing on key players in the starting lineup. 
And, uh, you know, it's already a handful dealing with Lloyd, you know, dealing with Sue Bird, who seems like she never ages. And, you know, obviously, you know, Stewie, you know, she's going to do what she do. So um, that, that's basically what it was. It's correctable things, but they got to try to find a way defensively to keep the game, especially on the road. You got to play better defense. You can't, maybe at home you can get away with that. Like um, the game with Deladon, the game went against the Liberty. Yeah. You know, you can get away with it, but on the road, you know, it's going to be hard, you know, to overcome that. I mean, we've been talking about that all season. Right. Uh, they look like one of the best teams in the league when they're consistent um, on defense. When they're not, you know, they, they struggle. That's kind of the that's kind of the only thing keeping us from like literally, you know, not us, but from them literally being in that like surefire contender right. conversation. They're teetering on that line. Some weeks they're over the line. Other weeks, you know, after this road trip, when the first part of the road trip, they look over the line. They look right. like they belong there. Next night, like you said, in the back to back because that's what you're going to have to deal with um, you know, later in the postseason. They were under the line. It's not a dramatic difference, but that's the tough part about winning any, any league. Um, and that's, that's, that's just been the most frustrating part about them is when they're on defensive, they're one of the best teams yeah. in the league defensively. It's not like they're just solid. Like When they play defensive run, there's literally nothing teams can do with them. Um, but And then um, also, you know, like with the Sparks, they, they yeah. were on the three-game losing streak. They lost to the Mystics. You saw what happened. They rebounded tonight. Yeah. Took out, I mean, today in that unit took out the storm. You know, in, in overtime. So they're writing the ship. I'm still paying. It, you know, the Mercury's still there, yeah. and I'm definitely still paying to, pay, paying attention to the lane They're skills. not dead until they dead. You know what Maya Moore is doing. You know, she she on. Yeah, she she's in kill mode. You know, she like we ain't about to just be out. You know, going on the first round, not making the playoffs. <laughs> that, and that and I, I ain't built like that. So right. you know, it is what it is. All right. So moving on to this rookie class. Mm-hmm. So. There's 12 picks, 12 players selected in the first round of WNBA draft. Right. Of those 12, this, this year's first round, nine of them are playing at least 17 minutes on the team. This, we talked about this the past weeks. So we didn't get, really get a chance to really dive deep into it. So that's nine of 12 first-round rookies this year have defined roles on teams. Asia Wilson obviously playing, playing 31 minutes. Kelsey Mitchell playing 28. Diamond DeShields at 26. Gabby Williams at 23. Jordan Canada She's carving out 17 minutes playing behind the ageless Sue Bird, which kind of speaks volumes to me because if Sue Bird's not slowing down, you're not going to just give the kid minutes. Mm-hmm. you got to earn those minutes. Um, Azaree Stevens started slow. She's starting to find her legs uh, in Dallas, 19 and a half minutes. Our Ariel Atkins right here in D.C., she's a starter. You know, start of the year as a rotation player, she's a, she is a locked-in as a starter on this team that we're talking about as a possible 21 minutes a night. And most importantly, when she's the game, the couple games that she's missed, when she's not there, there's a, it is a large, like it is a noticeable difference. You can definitely not only see it, you can feel it from, you know, what, what she brings to the table every night. Victoria Vivians, 24 minutes. So that's two players on a fever playing big minutes. Um, you got uh, Lexi Brown. She's only getting seven minutes on Connecticut, but they're kind of stacked. Especially at guard, understandable. Kia Nurse in New York, she's playing 21 minutes a night. Uh, Maria Vidiva, she's on the Sparks. They got bigs on bigs on bigs. The fact that you can find eight minutes, you're able to earn eight minutes. To me, eight minutes isn't a lot, but it still speaks volumes. Um, and even uh, Gulch, uh, she's getting like four minutes, but she's on another team where there's a lot of bigs as well. Uh, I know Asia gets a lot of their headlines, and deservedly so, but. I don't think folks understand just how much she's really doing this year. She's averaging 21 points, 8.7 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 
just under a steal a game in 1.7 blocks as a rookie. I mean, that, that's kind of impressive. So, Cardell, just any other rookies that stood out to you? I mean, you just um, talked about Wilson. You know, I'm going with Kelsey Mitchell, too. Yeah. You know, one of the best scores I've ever seen at the college level, mm-hmm. and she's picking that right up in the WNBA. She's averaging 4.4 points per game, two and a half assists, <clears throat> one of um, Diamond Shields. Um, she actually left school early, went overseas, got some seasoning. You know, kind of a lot in Brandon Jennings' route, yeah. Manuel Moutier route, came back to the WNBA, and right out the gate she's averaging 13 and a half points and 5.7 rebounds. And um, our very own rookie here in you know, D.C., Ario Atkins, she averaging 11.1 points per game and, you know, one and a half steals a game. She's a two-way player. Uh, they don't realize how special she is. And, like, overall, as this class, this class, you can kind of compare it to – you know what you saw in the old three class with um you know exactly. with LeBron and all them guys you know it's it's that level of dominance because I know LeBron and them got the headlines but you also got to remember like um how um what's my man Josh Howard was in that class yeah. Kirk Heinrich you know it was a lot of guys Nick down there and, and, yeah it was a lot of guys later on that draft that became veteran players that contributed throughout their careers and, and did big work it wasn't like just contribute like five points or something they actually did major work. And that's what you're seeing with these ladies right now. And I just like how hard these these ladies like. I mean, they coming in no fear, and that's not that's unusual, especially in the WNBA because it's so it's not as many teams. Yep. And you absolutely have the cream of the crop, and they're coming in like yeah. Some I mean, y'all gotta move over y'all vets, man. It is what it is, you know. So I love what I'm seeing. You know, I de- you know I told you from the get go, I'm a big Atkins fan because yep. she plays so hard. It, it's I mean I mean I told you one play. Um, she got switched on Tina Charles and denied her, which is hard to do. You know, to, and they couldn't, even, they couldn't even give her get the ball to Tina Charles. And next thing you know, they found a the man she was originally guarding. I forgot who it was out in the corner wide open. And she sprinted from Tina Charles on the opposite block out there to contest that three, and she couldn't get the three off. Like that's what she do every night, and you don't even see you don't see that in any level consistently like she's doing. She's she plays hard. She could score from all three lows. She could shoot the three. Um, only thing I would like to see her do is m- become a better playmaker, but the ball is not in her hands right, right. now. It's, it's, it's Natasha, you know, and Christy. So, um, you know, the sky's the limit for her, man. They they, they got to gym with her. Man, and um, as you said, uh, I don't want to leave Bayesha out either, but she's carving out 12, 12, 12 and a half minutes a night mm-hmm. as well. So, in most second-round picks at the WNBA, some of them barely stick on teams, mm-hmm. um, let alone carve out uh, – you know, spots in rotation in their first year. Um, just been really impressed by this group. You got four players shooting at least 35% from three already. Again, it's not bad. Some of these players are bigs. Uh, Ariel's shooting 36.8 from three. Uh, Victoria Vivians is shooting 40 from three. Um, it's just been impressive thus far, man. You, you mentioned Kelsey Mitchell already. Listen, man. I mean, she's a rookie. And you remember early in the season, Molly Curry was yep. starting. You know, to ball like the best player is gonna play, and she she roughing like <laughs> she, I mean it is what it is, and it's consistent. So you can't knock it. She's earning it. You gotta respect it. So and, and she's only gonna get better because yep. she you could just see it. She she's getting more and more confident. She's figuring out the league, and once she really figures out like it's I, I remember when Jay Z was talking about LeBron when he first came. It's like he not he don't even know what he's doing. He just hooping, right? And that's basically what Atkins doing. When she understand like everything, the double coming. All right, let me pass ahead, relocate, shoot them. When she has all that down, it's a wrap. That 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 eleven point one gonna be in the twenties, you know. It's gonna be two steals, four balls, four assists, and then she's gonna be an all star. It's gonna be and it's gonna be efficient. 
And this is the other thing. This is probably the only year where I think age is the only one that's being voted in to the All-Star game from this class thus far. This is going to be an out-year uh, going forward. Oh, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. This is it. She already on the fast track. Be one of the all-time greats, man. She's going to be She's destroying, like. That's man. a whole different team once she started figuring that out a little bit. Man. And obviously once, you know, Kayla and some of the other guards got back. But that's a big load on a rookie. 31 minutes a night, you're almost averaging a double-double. And we kind of saw it coming. Like, yeah. I think that first game was here yeah. when they played the Mystics. Yes. And she missed some of the shots. But you could see it was like, oh, I'm. Mm -hmm. I mean, pump fade, dribble, one yeah. dribble, spinning off of them, and they just standing up like, what the hell? <laughs> they not even used to guard nothing like that. She's shooting fadeaway. I mean, it, From the face up, she cooked the entire like front line. Good. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You kind of saw it coming, so you know, respect to her. But, again, if you guys are looking for something to watch, definitely check that out. So we're going to end this show by uh, paying attention to some of the men mm -hmm. over in the summer league. You know, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. But I talked about some of the folks that stood out to you guys thus far. Who? <laughs> That's where you at with it. That's why I'm at it right now. I'd say if you got anybody coming up, nobody or Jared huh? Jackson. I mean, you know, that, that's it. But you know, everybody, everybody has up their their games. Bagley, he had yeah, one that point. Damn dunk, yeah. You know, like the, he had that dunk next game. He had one point. Like mm. you got to find it. Like you got to find a way to get the ball, which ha was the reason why they lost that game. The, the game they lost. There's a lot of bad guys. If he didn't get the, if he didn't get the, like I mean, college, if he didn't go get that ball from from Grayson and Trey Dubo, they would have won a game because he took the man. But he has to learn how to be assertive. Everybody yeah. don't keep passing him the ball. Right. You in a man's game now. Ain't nobody just throwing you the ball. You ain't nobody. No, you got to do it. Trey Young just looks like Trey Young. Like he just like he just trying to throw up any shot. <laughs> but they did just you know? I, I guess yeah, they just, just played the game. They he just had like seven threes seven for sure. He takes he takes fifty threes. <laughs> yeah, he he had you know how stuff looked bad when he ain't yeah. been that's yeah, that's I, how like it, it looks it looks like we so watched Oklahoma again on the Atlanta Hawks uh, summer league team. It looks bad, you know. I mean I, I, no one's really stood out to me. All right, Cardell, you got anybody to made a short uh, mess for you Yeah at all? I mean, based off yesterday, you know, I'm just going to go off um, those performances. You know, I like what I'm seeing out of Colin Sexton. I like yep. how aggressive he is. He's taking on challenges, um, being fearless. He had 21 points, four assists yesterday against the uh, Pacers. Um, Aaron Holiday, who I was kind of thinking the Wizards might take a chance on or whatnot, mm -hmm. but, you know, um, they went with Troy Brown. Uh, he, he's, you know, he's keeping that family name proud, man. Like, he, he's playing efficient basketball, controlling the pace. Just letting the game come to him, and you you can just tell you know all those summer workouts with his older bros, he he's fitting right in, and you know the the Pacers love him already. You know I, I heard Nate McMillan talking about him on the uh, interview. They love what he's about to bring. He had twelve points, eight assists versus you know Colin Sexton in Cleveland. Uh, here Troy Brown, you know I think the first game he he had some stats, but it was so so. He's coming on strong. He had twenty three points, eight rebounds, and a win over Philly. Uh, Miles Bridges, low-key, that ain't been talked about enough. He had 20.7 rebounds in the loss to Boston. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, he's still doing, you know, he's doing what a number one pick should do in some of these 17 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, I'm, I still like what I'm seeing out of Obama, even though the guard play outside of Briscoe is trash. You know, I'm just calling it what it is. They can't <laughs> find that. Like, how you miss a, like, dude, like, eight foot, man, with a Arms. ten foot wingspan. Like, it's easy, that's easy for a guard to hit. Like, go to work. Should be. And every time he gets touches, he scored. Like, I saw him, he had the dream shake on Aiden, and he didn't get the ball in him for, like, three quarters. It's like, They're like, nah, bro, you but I like, exactly, but I like he, how he ain't let that ball on. He still brought it defensively. He had five blocks and two steals in that game. Um, former player from GW who's making noise um, for um, Utah Watanabe. Yeah. You know, 14 points, four rebounds for the Nets. Uh, he always been a Swiss Army knife, man. That's what they love about him. He, you know, they love his defense. He, he pretty much does it all. 
And, you know, I, I, I could see him possibly sticking. They might put him in the G League at first, but I could see them maybe bringing him up because the Nets basically have a lot of players they got to decide on. You know, it's a very young team. They got to decide on a lot of these players, see who they're going to keep and who they're going to let go. Oh, and one oh, the uh, kid out of Kentucky, the point guard, Shy Gilgis <laughs> Alexander, he's – I mean, he's playing with dudes, 25 points, five rebounds, and four assists. Man, he, you know, he, he caught my eye as the season went on because, you know, going in last year, um, um, he wasn't even a star point guard. It was, uh, was my man from Philly, uh, shoot, uh, the, the freshman kid, damn, I forgot his name that quick. But he actually roughed him, and they got better after that. That's when they went on their run and whatnot. And, you know, he's just been steadily improving, improving, improving. And you know how some guys in college – they may be so-so, but the yes. pro game fits their game more. Yep. He's one of those guys. Yep. And, you know, the Clippers already feel like they got one. So those are the guys that stood out to me. All right, so I feel like we may have inevitably made our list together without knowing. <laughs> Probably. So you already named Troy Brown Jr. Um, yeah. Troy, about Troy and then Shy. I don't really – like, for me, I, the numbers are impressive. I don't really care too much. What stood out to me is, is they have a feel for the game. Yeah. They're comfortable. They know their game. At this young age, they're comfortable, especially playing, you know, Troy's not going to play the one, but, you know, Shy is. But it's six six, six seven. being comfortable with your game, having a feel for it, knowing when to probe the lane, when to take your shot, when to find somebody else, doing the little things, finding other things on the court to do at their size instead of just, hey, I'm not scoring. Um, I've been impressed by both of them. Kevin Knox. Yeah, that's another dumb, one. comfortable. Uh, yeah. One of the guys where this is something that I think continually happened out of Kentucky just because they don't shine at Kentucky, I think maybe you guys should start looking at the guys who are quiet at Kentucky. Not always the ones that really excel at Kentucky. Where sometimes Devin Booker didn't go crazy at Kentucky. NBA man. fit comfortable, went dumb. Kevin Knox looks so comfortable on the NBA level. And I know this is just summer league, but he's comfortable out there. He's showing all the different parts of his game. Uh, Mo Wagner from Michigan, and doing a lot. Really comfortable. Go ahead. And uh, Mitchell Robinson for the same next yep. team kid who set out last yes. year. He was at Western Kentucky, set out just to train mm-hmm. for the league, and he just he played himself into a four year deal. Yeah. You know, two guaranteed with the Knicks. So same thing, high energy, blocking shots, dunking everything, just doing the dirty work, man. And all he got to do is get strong, man. He already on that DeAndre Jordan type mm-hmm. pass. So you know, definitely got to throw his name out there. All right, before we close, the last name I'm gonna throw out here. Uh, no one really paid attention to when the Wizards signed Thomas Bryant. Nobody cared at all. Uh, you know, we kind of told you guys we cared a little bit. So he's averaging 16 and 12. Uh, for Wizards fans, I'm not saying this guy's – you obviously have Dwight Howard. This guy's the end-all, be-all. But for everyone who's like, oh, all they have is Mahimi, uh, this is a young kid who seems to be happy doing the things that the Wizards require out of bits. Defend the rebound. Like, Defend it's, that it's, damn pick-and-roll, man. But, God damn. But this is what I'm saying. Like, it fits a need. He's happy doing it. It's a small role, but it's pivotal in, you know, in the bigger picture. It's so much. It's a viable option off the bench because Mahimi can't stay on the floor because all he does is foul. Oh. So, obviously, Thomas might spend some time in the G League, but you have a viable option to sometimes throw on the floor behind Dwight, who at least understands his role. In summer league, the fact that you're this young and you understand your role for your summer league team, you kind of jump out to me that you're okay doing what the coaches are acting. Well, he's always been like that ever since high school. He was never like a skilled guy. You just get 30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's always been like the dirty work, high motor kind of kind of guy that's why they need that because that's contagious as well you know you see him get out on you know like say if he switch on Russell Westbrook or something and he stop him shot clock man that's energizing yes you know so instead of you switch on Russell Westbrook he just blow pass and dunk the hell out the ball time after time yeah yeah (laughs) 
But we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank Ojo for calling in. Thank Rob Pettis for coming through. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. This is the Focus TV. Don't forget to get over to finestmag.com. Get over to mymindonsports.com, and we'll see you guys next week.